And you are listening to Goth Girl Horror, the official Hack Slash podcast, part of the Radio Horror Network. Hack Slash is the comic book series, one-shots, minis, and ongoings created by Tim Seeley. I am your host, Dr. Chris. And I'm your co-host, Serena. And tonight we are talking about issue four of Hack Slash the series, which, by the way, I, I, I never noticed it before. Maybe we did mention it in, in the previous episode, but in the lower, all the way at the bottom in the fine print, of the uh, of the floppies, it does say hack slash the series issue four. Yeah, I noticed that. Okay. That um, once we get to the series, they all it's hack slash the series. Now I'm wondering when we get four. to the image comic series because I was looking up images for hack slash issue four. Two different images came up. By the way, um, uh-huh. the uh, by the the uh, the 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 image I, comic. I forget the name of the villain that Cassie and Vlad fight before, but the image comic book, I don't know if it says Hackslash Volume 2, because it is the oh. ongoing Volume 2. But we'll refer to it that as that in the iTunes title head, because if you notice yeah. in the titles of the iTunes, I don't list the name of the issue. I just put the issue number. There's there's no necessary. When we get to the Suicide Squad Girl, Suicide Squad Girls, when I get to the Suicide Girl <laughs> Annual, it will be called Hackslash Suicide Girls Annual. So just for clarification. Gotcha. I was at the Boston Comic Con this weekend. Had a loads of fun. You can check out some of the photos on Chris D. SAV or on the Facebook page for Radio Horror. All of the photos I took this weekend in my Spider-Man costumes, no less, are, will be posted up there. And I met some rather interesting people. Former writers of uh, The Amazing Spider-Man, as well as uh, current writers of Fantastic Four, as well as writers of Suicide Squad and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Hellboy and Dracula and more. So you can check out all the photos from the Boston Comic Con up on the page. And Serena's on her way back from uh, California. and She's on the road right now. I'm in Kansas. She's in Kansas. She's in the uh, anti-abortion capital of the world. (laughs) Like... 1,500 miles down. I've got like 800 to go. How many cows have you seen so far? Donkeys. I've seen so many cows. I'm also seeing donkeys and horses and sheep and goats. Are you going to stop by Smallville? Is that here? Yeah. Kansas. Oh, that is in Kansas. Yeah. Oh, I might because other than that, there's just the world's largest ball of twine. Yeah. And there's a Superman reference there too. There's like a Superman thing, like, you know, the home of... Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll Google that after we get done with this. Something to do in Kansas. Something to do in Kansas. But while we're waiting for that, Serena's got the episode synopsis, sorry, the plot synopsis for the issue for us. Our final issue of the Shout at the Devil story arc was published by Devil's Due Press in July 2007. This issue opens with Vlad on the phone with Chris and Lisa discussing his night with Gertrude. Vlad and Gertrude are outside the concert venue and head inside to confront 6-6 about the missing girls. Six tells them that they were sent away, but with his guitar, he can bring them back. Once he has his guitar, though, he transforms into a demonic creature that strangely resembles the Chaos Comics character, Purgatory. His band attacks Vlad, but they're no match for him. 
Six tries to use his magic on him, but it doesn't work since Vlad is no longer a virgin. In Neff, Cassie and Georgia are being sacrificed to the gods of Neff, a giant tentacled mass in the sky. They're not going to die, however. The gods want to impregnate them. Cassie attacks Kumok, one of the horned beings sacrificing them. Suddenly, Vlad and Six appear and rescue the girls. Vlad commands Six to open a portal back to Earth with his guitar, and they all make a daring escape. Safely back on Earth, Gertrude decides that Six doesn't get to come back. She grabs his guitar, strums some chords, opening a new portal, and sends him to hell. In Gertrude's apartment, Cassie and Georgia decide that they're going to try and be friends, despite both of them usually trying to avoid that kind of thing. Vlad and Cassie take off in their van, and Cassie gives Chris a call. It appears that she's had a change of heart about Hack Slash Inc. Elsewhere, we find Six Six in his own personal version of Hell, forever playing at a Florida dive bar. This issue closes at the Crane Center in California, where a Dr. Turek is telling our old friend Emily Christie that he's sure he and his partner can restore her. All right, so we got two covers for this issue. The cover in the floppies that I own has the uh, what we talked about last episode, whereas Cassie is on the cover of a CD, which is kind of cool, because she is definitely picturesque to be on a cover of a CD, let me tell you. I mean, she, she blends herself to be a CD do cover. You rec- do you know what a CD that is? What, it's like parody? A, no. It's Iron Maiden. It oh. It's just like, yeah, that one. It's oh. It's like an Iron Maiden CD cover. Okay. Well, the other cover. Parodying. That word. Okay. So the other <laughs> cover does not lend itself very well for this issue. I don't like it when, uh, here's the one thing I am 100% against. Comic book covers uh, that are drawn to have nothing to do with the interior of the comic book. Yes. I hate that on every oh scale imaginable. First issues, anniversary issues are the exception. So you can have Vampirella pose, sexy, and every single cover, but after a while, I'm getting a little tired of it. Lady Death, Purgatory, Cassie, She-Hulk, Power Girl, Supergirl, Catwoman. Have it to do with something in the issue. I mean, Catwoman number one of the new ongoing has Catwoman holding Batman number 50, the anniversary uh, issue whether she was supposed to marry Batman, and saying, I'm not going to tell you what happened in the, in the issue. Go buy it and find out. So she breaks the fourth wall <laughs> and she's making a joke, but that's totally fine. Issue two has her surrounded by the various people posing as Catwoman. That's actually happening in the issue. She has to deal with a bunch of copycats who are killing people as Catwoman and causing her a lot of problems. So that's kind of cool. But this fourth issue has a second cover of Vlad standing over Cassie with a Scooby-Doo style haunted house behind him and a guy with a razor blade and a chainsaw coming at them. It's okay, but I don't like it as much as I like the CD cover. Yeah, it looks like it would be the cover for like a Halloween special. And that looks like the Bates mode, the Norman Bates house to me. Right. The variant cover is done by Jeremy Hun or Han, H-A-U-N. Yeah. So I mispronounce it. I completely uh, and utterly apologize. Hold on a second. It's coming up so I can tell you what else he's done. He's also worked on Arkham Reborn, Artifacts, Batman, uh, several Batman titles, Berserker, The Darkness. There was a Chuck comic book. That's kind of cool. I didn't know there was a Chuck comic book. What was that? As in the TV series, I'm Chuck. Sure, I love that show. Yeah, who, by the way, Zachary Levy was at mm-hmm. Comic-Con this weekend. I didn't have a chance to meet him, though. And you didn't see Okay, just stop talking. Wolfman, <laughs> Secret Origins, Gotham Sirens, G.I. Joe Special Missions, Detective Comics, Desperados, Constantine, Countdown, Beauty, Batwoman. Yeah, guy's worked on a lot. Guy is, is still working in comics today, let's just say. Yeah, I'm surprised I hadn't run across him before because I like, I like his... 
even though it doesn't have to do with the issue. I like the style. Um, so Vlad is talking to okay. Chris and Lisa, and his uh, most recent conquest tells him that she can get him in to see Nikki Six, who is dealing with somebody who wants him to autograph one of his guitars. <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about how Lisa specifically asks Vlad if he put his penis inside her vagina? And is her vagina? Well, considering this episode, we're going to eventually get to hentai. But, like, but here's the thing. Do you think that, like, does it matter which one he went into? Uh, which hole? Yeah, technically for his, like, needs to lose his virginity purposes. I guess not. I mean... Does it matter? No. I mean, I guess that's more for a woman. I mean, anal sex could still be considered sex for a woman, but they're not being deflowered right. if it's still intact. Or their vagina has never been penetrated yeah. that yeah. way. So then Vlad busts in on uh, six. Yes. With his giant. With Gertrude. With Gertrude. And then uh, the following page, he, uh, Nikki summons up his powers and transforms into the purgatory style demon. So when did he get those powers? I'm assuming he's always had them, but. Uh, you think so? Okay. Yeah, they just haven't shown it until now because he's going to actually get into a physical. He hasn't had anyone confront him like this either. Oh, good point good point and then vlad just makes short work of the band he just kills one person after another yeah i mean it's literally well, vlad versus the band and then like um he kills one person and then goes after another another one attacks him and then he fights him and then someone tries to claw his eyes out which doesn't really work and then vlad is work. still standing there and they're like what the hell oh shit he's not a virgin anymore and he's like i've had the sex <laughs> <laughs> He has had the sex. Right. By the way, then the female band member, um, who really does nothing in this entire storyline, she turns into like a Lady Death kind of look or whatever, but it's really obscured, um, and then tries to kick Vlad. Yeah, that doesn't work. Right. By the way, when Vlad cuts, looks like he cuts the guy's wings off, the uh, Nikki, and he turns back into his human form. Oh, I didn't notice. Like, I noticed him cutting off the wing, but yeah. And then it's, uh, it's, um, what's the name of the girl that Vlad's with? Gertrude? Gertrude. Um, hits him with the, uh, guitar that he was supposed to sign for the fan. Whack! Which is really yeah. funny because he's like, last time I asked, nice, now where are my <laughs> friends? Yeah, but then, but then, like, she whacks him with the guitar, but then she's like, here's a couple things to remember me by, and shoves her tits in his face. Mm-hmm. So the Elvis and per Elvis Presley here, the the band manager, um, okay, who does is his this supposed to be actually Elvis, maybe or just an Elvis impersonator, maybe because I was going with Elvis impersonator, but okay. So by the way, this is the one and only shot we get a pooch, really, with the exception of like one other later on, where he's like growling. Yeah, yeah, he's not really in this issue a whole lot, which is surprising because it's and, where he first shows up. Yeah, and he doesn't escape the hell dimension with them. No. Okay, I just want to make that clear. That it's Pooch is in two panels, and then that's it. Yeah. Okay, so he doesn't come into play until Cat shows up, right? I think so. The Captain America girl, basically, because yeah. he's like in a coma. <laughs> um, so they summon what looks like, and someone's like, oh, it's like Cthulhu. I'm like, no, Cthulhu's no, not a mess a of tentacles. Huh? That looks like that looks like a prolapsed anus. Okay. And what is shooting out of it? A penis. <laughs> that is a penis tentacle for sure. Penis? 
And, okay, so there is a Doctor Strange villain this reminds me of, and I, God, I would love it if Tim confirmed this, <laughs> called, uh, 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 I think his name is Cooling Goth, no, Schumann Goth or something. It's a tentacle monster with a giant eye in the middle of it that has fought Doctor Strange before. Oh, and this one instead has a giant penis in the middle. Penis? Yep, pretty much. Got it. Um, Got it. All right, so this is where we get to the most uncomfortable part of this whole thing, because Cassie sure does get a shot in the face later on. <laughs> tentacle <laughs> pornography. Do you know what the first depiction of tentacle pornography or eroticism is? It's an 1814 depiction of a woman having sex with an octopi. You know, I can believe that. It, I, I mean, it's I'm called. Not, I'm not sure how. Okay, it's called The Dream of the Fisherman's Wife, and it's by Hokusai. And it shows a woman getting eaten out by an octopi and another one giving her, uh, kissing her on the mouth. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah. Why do you think hentai is so popular in Japan? I am not even, nope, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm not answering that. You don't, you don't have any kind of, uh. <laughs> I have. I have theories that I am not willing to share with the public. <laughs> well, the earliest... Did you know when the first anime hentai cartoon came out? No. 1985. I was about to say, it can't be that old. No. Like, old, old. Um, the Dunwich Horror, which was a 1970s adaptation of an H.P. Lovecraft story, has some tentacle stuff in it. And the movie mm -hmm. Dagon is about a, uh, uh, some friends who crash land on the island of Innsmouth. And while the one couple goes for help, the, other one, the others are sacrificed... And they, um, when the husband and wife are separated, the husband runs into a priestess who's like smoking hot on top, tentacles down below. And in fact, that actress is currently the voice of one of the newest characters in Angry Birds 2 right now. <laughs> but she's like a 10 out of 10 on top and like complete squid lady on the bottom. Imagine when she walks, it's all like... And then don't, don't forget uh, Ellen Sandwich's character from The Evil Dead, the original movie. She is... With the uh, vines? Yes, being raped yes. by the tree. Or the remake has the uh, demonic version of the uh, heroin addict getting raped by her own self. Yeah, I do have to say, though, that, like, I kind of was upset that they didn't redo that scene in the new one. Because that was, like, one of the creepiest, craziest things I saw when I first saw that movie. Just um, her getting attacked by the vines and shiz. Yeah, it's just, it's crazy to think that, like, hentai is as popular as it is. <laughs> no, it's not crazy to think. As a girl, no, it's not crazy to think that it's that popular. I mean, one of the most prominent hentai cartoons is possibly the one I'm watching right now. <laughs> this is why I can't do anime. It's called Tentacles and Witches. And, like, our heroine is just, like, getting, like, raped by tentacles every way possible. And that is exactly what nearly what happens to Cassie and, uh... But, they, but Tim wouldn't do that That's to his okay. heroine. He yeah. would do that to some character off... Some other character. But it, it, it literally is exactly like you would see in a hentai cartoon. The tentacles yeah, would come I mean, out, rip the girl's clothes apart. What? Like, it's meant to happen. That's what they're trying to get happen. Right. The tentacles come out, rip the woman's clothes apart, and then proceed to rape them in every orifice they have. Yeah, trying to impregnate Georgia and Cassie. Cassie said, fuck that. No. <laughs> Not getting me with a tentacle. No, but, I mean, somebody clearly likes hentai who wrote this issue. 
<laughs> Who wrote this issue? I wonder. Yeah. Different strokes for different folks. Cassie does act like a badass, but I mean the the way what happens behind when um the uh the Elvis guy like explodes. And it happens yeah. directly behind uh Georgie uh um Georgina. Uh, yeah, do you see the panel on the page right before that bottom right hand corner? Yeah. You see where that penis tentacle goes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And again, Cassie gets it right in the face when Vlad chops off the tentacle. I mean, that is no, literally I what happens. Like, like a, a tentacle would, like, come, normal colored cum, or it would be, like, some type of colored cum. And the reason why they yeah. color the cum sometimes in tentacle hentai porn is to get away with that happening. Because there's a lot of, like, if you ever want, if seen manga... It's not jizz if it's not jizz colored. That's just your imagination, you dirty boys. Well... In manga, there's always <laughs> a black bar over sometimes the junk. Is there? I yeah, or the vagina. Or if you watch, uh, when when hentai comes here to the United States, it's uncensored, you know. Uh-huh. But in Japan, they do censor the penis or the vagina sometimes. Do they? Yeah. Like, what's the point? I, it has to do with certain censorship laws in Japan. Oh, well, that, I guess. But, like, Japan still has porn. Um, it's an effective mandate from, uh, like, 1975. I'm going to look into that. Yeah. That weird. Um, due to like the current... Okay, Japan, all right, here it is. Porn. Here it is. Due to the current interpretation of Article 175 of the Criminal Code of Japan, which forbids distributing indecent materials, it is believed that most po- pornography in Japan must be at least partially censored. The primary means is to put a digital mosaic over genitalia. There have, however, been very few arrests for violation of this law. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hentai in Japan will go balls to the wall as crazy as it possibly can be. Uh, one of my favorite cartoons in the Japanese hentai manga uh, world is probably the most well-known, La Blue Girl. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know any of them. Bible Black for horror fans is a lot of fun to watch because it actually has a pretty decent story to it. But it also is involving women <laughs> getting like demonic penises and like raping other women. Rape no in pornography... Story. Rape in pornography is usually done with, like, a story and, like, the woman is coaxed into it or they interview the woman ahead of time. Like, kink.com will have interviews with women to, to go over what they're going to be done to them. But they say, yeah, yeah, I want to do that. No, I don't want to be slapped in the face. No fisting or anything like that. Yeah. Whereas in cartoons like hentai, people um, – Do whatever you want. Yeah, because it's just an actress sitting in a studio doing a voiceover. Yeah. Yeah. And I've talked to, I I know women who have done hentai voiceovers before. And I was like, what are you doing while you're doing it? And they're like, you kind of calm, you know, you kind of get in your mindset or whatever. They don't want you to touch yourself while you're doing it or whatever. But you do have to kind of like, you know, break so you can build up your own confidence while you're doing it. Because you can't fake sounding like you're having an orgasm. You have to really like put some effort into it. And they will, and they, and I've done recordings. um, I could fake it and I won a contest. I could prove it. They've done recordings that. You know, uh, from actresses that have been on the show, has said they've done recordings where the where the voice the recorder was like, "Stop! Can you please put a little, you know, like put more emphasis on the orgasm? You sound like you're faking yeah. it, and things like that." So, 
Because uh, I had... personally think that they all—it's like the worst. Like seriously, the the high pitched voices in those videos are the one of the worst things in the world. Like I can't even watch them because that is just so grating. I different different strokes. I don't understand how that. Like I'd have to watch it on mute. But then I didn't like watching it on mute because I want to hear something. Okay, but what happened? I can't. Happen? I can't <clears throat> those voices. Uh, okay, okay. So hard. All right. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you get you were getting a little carried away there. What? I'm saying I can't with the the voices. They're like super high pitched. I was about to ask you if the actress in real life has such a high pitched voice. No, they use the same fucking actress every for every goddamn hentai cartoon. It seems sometimes. See, that's what I thought. The same actress with the same script. What happened to the other girls? I don't know. Okay, but it, it, but leading up the steps to the temple, it's just Cassie and uh, Georgina. Yeah. Georgia. Georgia. God uh, damn it. Georgia. 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 It's Cassie and Georgia. Weren't there other girls? Why? You want her to be Georgina so bad. I dated a girl named Georgina. That's why. There were. Uh, I think they are pretty Hold on. Hold on. You're breaking up horribly. Stop. At the end of stop, the last stop, video. stop. Can you uh, hear me? Oh, I was about to say, maybe you just like Georgina. Serena. Cute name. No, I think. Serena. <laughs> yeah. Can you yeah. hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, I said stop because you're breaking up so much. You're not, you're just, you're, you're barely yeah, coming through. When you were saying stop, I wasn't even talking. Okay, yeah, it's just, all I kept hearing was you talk. Yeah, I wasn't even talking. I was like, I'm done. No, you were still talking. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I swear. All right. But I think they got, um, I think they already got sacrificed. Hold on. Oh, my God. Wait. Okay. Wow, this is there a... weren't other girls. Okay, that's fine. Pause real At quick so I know where to edit this. Okay. Yeah. This is just a really bad connection. Probably. Um, why don't they leave six there? In Ness? Oh, I don't know. By the way, Cassie's called a raw fuck. A what? A raw fuck. Fuck. F-O-K. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> yeah, that's what it says. I don't know what that is. Yeah, I, I, I don't either, but that's what she's called. And then she says, raw fuck this. Oh. No, he comes back from Ness. Yeah, uh, Serena, can you he hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay, you're like talking about something I've already passed or whatever, or you're or you're jumping ahead forward. I don't know if you can hear me if we're like not syncing up correctly. Oh, no, I was looking back in the issue, and he didn't stay in Ness. No, that's what I said. I said, why didn't they leave him there? Oh, why didn't they? I think, oh, because his guitar opens the portal um, for them to get back. Okay, they then... can't take the guitar from him and just shove him down the stairs? Yeah, no, Vlad shoves him. He says, shut up and go, and just shoves him back through the portal. I love yeah, how, I, uh, I love the, um, I love the girl picks up the guitar and says, you don't have, you don't hang around musicians for 15 years without picking up a few chords. Yes, Gertrude's moment. <laughs> I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, Cassie and Georgia say their goodbyes. Quote, goodbye. 
Uh, you have no idea how much I appreciate that, but I'm not sleeping with you. I can live with that. But they do, eventually. <laughs> you can't wait for that episode. I know, I know, I know. Or issue. I keep calling them episodes. And they leave. They also say, oh yeah, they call Chris. Let them know that, uh... Everything came out okay? Yeah, and Cassie will think about Hack Slash Inc., which, of course, will lead to their demise eventually. <laughs> But then we do find out Nikki Six's fate. Yes, he has to play to the skins of his victims, it seems. <laughs> At Jim and Edna's bar. And then we switch over to the Crane Center, where Miss America is uh, in I an isolation chamber. Yes, uh, from issue two? Was that two or three? Two. Three. Wait, two was the priest, right? Yes. That was the girl that was in the Chucky issue, remember? Right, and then the priest will return. Already. Remember, the priest is going to return in two issues for the Archie issue. Yeah. So Miss America, I think, was the was the Crane Center was where they were keeping all the slashers. I thought that was Pseudo Tech. Okay, maybe this is a different. Yeah. Okay, then this is a different center. So. Ooh, but definitely they're keeping slashers. Yeah, definitely. Like um, pseudo Yeah, and this will re uh, show up in the next issue, which uh, it's kind of like a standalone little issue and a good little character moment for Cassie and Vlad, but we'll get to there when we get there. Um, yes. The real letter hacks. The, le the hack slash letter page, which I read, wrote to once. I don't think my letter is here yet, uh, but it got published. So Did it really? Yep. So they republished oh, cool. the Chrissy... It looks like the entire letter page got republished from a previous issue because the Chrissy Zulo uh, art is here, who I met at Boston Comic Con once again. She actually lives here in Massachusetts. Oh, cool. Yeah. Um, I think this is the whole letter page from a previous issue. It might be. I feel like there are a lot of people there. In yeah, they talk, about the, they talk about the 360 controller again. That's interesting. That's definitely a misprint. And then the ads for this issue are ones we've already actually talked Pretty much they're all ones we've talked about. Uh, I've already given my opinion about CGC grading, which who was at Comic-Con. There's another Dragonlance ad. There's another Forgotten Realms ad. There's another uh, 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 Gen Con ad. They're all the same ads we've seen before. The back cover says, maybe one of the best titles of the year, especially in the terms of the horror genre. 4.5 out of 5. SilverBulletComics.com. And it has um, Vlad standing over, who I am assuming is not Cassie, holding no. his meat cleavers. And the woman is in a Red Riding Hood sexy costume with Grandma's head in the basket. I like that cover. Yeah, so this is a villain that poses as Red Riding Hood. I don't think we ever get a Red Riding Hood villain, but again, it's been a while since I've read every issue of Hackslash like I am now. And uh, two covers slated me a major motion pictures from Rogue Pictures. Sure. Yeah. So the previous episode, we've already gone over some of the metal ep uh, horror movies that you can watch. Uh, highly recommend, always going to recommend this show, Scott and the Book of Pure Evil. If you've never seen it, watch it. Deathgasm on Shudder. Deathgasm is great as well. Do you know what's coming to Shudder soon? Everything. What? Season two of uh, Joe Bob Briggs. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about that. And, and have you watched Nosferatu? Creep Show. Yes. Creep Show is returning as a TV series like it was intended to be, but they had yes. to change it to Tales from the Dark Side, which was basically Creep Show the series. Oh, you're so right. I never noticed that. Yeah, so Creepshow is finally coming to uh, 
to uh, television as an ongoing anthology television show on Shudder. I can't wait. Um, I don't have Shudder because everything you gotta on. You got to get it. Okay, but listen, everything on Shutter, my roommate owns. So, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. all well, the movies. Been adding a lot more. Yeah, I know they're adding a lot of original content. That's that's what they're doing. That so. too. Yeah, that too. Um, that's all the notes I have for this episode. I didn't have much either. It was just the end wrap up of this three issue arc, which I thought was super cool. Right, and I'm going to leave us now with another song from the band Acid Wash, actually, because we actually did have a couple songs sent to us by. Um, uh, Jeff at Hackslash Inc. Oh, nice. How does he get a oh, cool? Sweet. I didn't know they had more songs. I thought it was just the one. No, they had three. It's like an EP. Yep. I'm going to play another song right here. Jeff Bone. Thank you so much. Um, and then uh, we got the kind of standalone issue, a couple standalone issues before we, we get another arc on uh, uh, Hackslash, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I think a lot of the stories coming up are going to be kind of standalone for a little bit, right? They are, but they're really fun stories. Right, and that that will be great. So we're kind of going back to a one-shot format uh, before we get to, uh, I think, like a crossover with Fear, which I don't know anything about, but you Ooh. do, which is really yes. cool. So I'm, I'll have is. to do my research for that. But again, we're, we're, we're so far away from there, but I, I'm looking forward to the next few issues, especially that Archie issue coming. Can't wait. It's just actually, <laughs> now that I think about it, that Archie issue will be um, at the beginning of September, so uh, uh, just in time for Riverdale to return. It comes back in September? I think so. Oh, I'm excited. Okay. September yeah. or October. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that would make sense. But yeah, ooh, that'll be a good. That'll be good. Yeah, so uh, who knows? Maybe we can reach out to somebody from Archie Comics. So. Oh, yeah, I know a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, we can reach out to somebody. God, I was just at Comic-Con. I should have asked, actually right? talked to those people about if they knew if they were familiar with the uh, the Archie homage issue. But anyway, so that is pretty much all the time we have here tonight. Check us out on Goth Girl Horror. By the way, thank you to our fans in the United Kingdom and Argentina. We have one iTunes review apiece there, which is kind of unusual. The iTunes is set up per your country that you live in. So just want to make that clear. That if you leave us a review on iTunes, we really appreciate it if you can leave it on the United States one. But the international ones also help as well because somebody pointed that out to me saying, hey, I found you on UK iTunes. And I was like, oh, cool. He's like, yeah, there's one review up here. And I'm like, oh, that's interesting. That's so awesome, though. Yeah. So thank you to our Argentina and uh, United Kingdom fans. Yes. Which they're all of so two exciting. of. <laughs> but maybe there are more. I mean, that's kind of interesting that we've reached it that far. So, But Hackslash has probably read everywhere that people like horror comics. I would imagine so. And don't, if not, they should. Don't forget to also go to your local comic book store to pick up Hackslash Crow. Issue 3 will be out in a few weeks. And it's good. I really like the series. Yeah. I, it's... Um, it's interesting what they're doing with it because it's definitely a Cassie uh, Crow uh, team up as Vlad is incapacitated. Yes. Yes, it is. And it's not quite as Eric Draven Crow. No. No, he's definitely not Eric Draven at all. So. Yes, which I really, really, really like. Yeah. I loved him too, but I like that we have a different Crow. <laughs> yeah. So definitely go to uh, IDW.com or go to your local comic book store and pick those up. Um and we'll be back in two weeks with the next episode of Goth Girl Horror, the official Hackslash podcast, issue five. All right. We'll see you guys later.